Hello and welcome back to another episode of Movie Thoughts. I'm your host, Dominic Tartamella. Uh, took a little break. Took a little break. Took a little spontaneous vacation recently. Uh, the last episode I did, episode 68, um, which I talked about Batman forever. Uh, the Val Kilmer, the, the the Batman after Batman Returns, right? With Jim Carrey, uh, Tommy Lee Jones, Joel Schumacher taking over. Fun-filled episode, if you haven't listened to that one. But that was my last episode. Did that about a week and a half ago, I think. And then I spontaneously took a trip to Disney World, the most magical place in the world, the most expensive place in the world. Fun times, uh, but maybe I'll talk about that a little later. I don't know. I'm not going to do the deep dive at Disney. Uh, If you've been to Disney, you know how that is. a fun time, but it is very, very expensive. But fuck it. You know what? You live once, you gotta go, and you gotta see the big mouse, and, you know, see all the fun stuff, right? The Star Wars stuff, it's all it's all uh, magic to me, right? But today we're talking about other Hollywood magic. We're talking about the seventh installment of the Mission Impossible franchise, and that is Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1. Yes, that's the title, Part 1. I mean, they could have just called it Mission Impossible... Uh, if this was like the Fast and the Furious franchise, maybe they would have called it Mission 7 or something like that. But they did, they went all out and they called it this. Now, the Mission Impossible franchise, you know, not counting this, the series from back in the day from the 60s, which I, I have never watched. I just know that the music is from that. I don't really know much about the Mission Impossible television franchise. But as far as the movie franchise, it started in 96. It was directed by Brian De Palma. It starred. Obviously, Tom Cruise, John Voight, Ving Rhames, you know, a bunch of people. And now the Mission Impossible franchise, not to compare, uh, you know, to the Fast and Furious franchise too much, but it's another one of those franchises where I feel like it kind of reinvented itself and, uh, you know, had its peak a little bit later on. As I've said, you know, Fast and Furious, to me, it's a love and hate franchise. I like them. I enjoy them. They're goofy. They are what they are. Mission Impossible is definitely a little bit of a better quality movie. Uh, But they kind of suffered from the same thing where that franchise was kind of like, kind of dead and then got revitalized. uh, Because, as I said, the first one came out in 96. Uh, You get Brian De Palma directing it. It's a fun movie. Then later, uh, we do Mission Impossible 2, which is directed by John Woo. Uh, didn't really have the same, I feel like, success as the first one, critically. Then we get Mission Impossible 3, which is directed by J.J. Abrams, and that kind of like rejuvenates the series. Uh, we get that in 2006, and that's we don't get the next sequel to 2011, which is Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol, but this is when, like, the series kind of, like, starts to become better than even the original, dare I say. You know, uh, I mean, because Brian De Palma, great director, love him, Scarface, Carlito's Way. Uh, But Brad Bird directs the fourth one, and it kind of puts it on another level. Uh, You know, you kind of start seeing, or start noticing, really, I mean, he's always done stunts, but you start seeing Tom Cruise really going crazy with the stunts. He's climbing up a skyscraper. And Ghost Protocol, I think, is one of the best ones still. Uh, Rogue Nation, 2015. Good one. I liked it. Uh, Christopher McQuarrie, who directed the last few after starting that one, obviously directs. And then you get Fallout, 
which uh, had Henry Cavill in there, had a great bathroom fight scene. And these movies are all good. You know, they're all kind of like, yet again, to compare a little bit to Fast and Furious, they kind of have that over-the-top action a little bit. Tom Cruise, it has now become like a staple in these movies for Tom Cruise to do some crazy fucking stunt, whether it's him hanging off a plane or, you know, climbing a skyscraper, as I said, climbing a mountain in part two. He's nuts. I love Tom Cruise. I mean, I've probably talked about this on the podcast already with Top Gun Maverick and shit like that. But Tom Cruise is like, he's one of those last remaining like movie stars, right? Those classic movie stars. And, you know, listen, he's got his religious things and everybody's got their fucking religious things. If whatever, if you're religious, but like, you know, Scientology kind of for a little bit people were really like he got in the early 2000s he that was really the spotlight of him being kind of goofy and stuff like that and he kind of had a decline but then he kind of came back up and like you gotta you gotta love tom cruise i mean love him hate him you gotta respect the fucking guy uh just the sheer like effort uh you know he puts into the movies he makes and he doesn't have to i don't know why the fuck he does i mean he's just a dedicated guy you know he doesn't have to jump off the side of a cliff or in this newest one when he rides the motorcycle, uh, you know, parachutes. Like, he doesn't have to do that. We could, we have the visual effects, we have the technology where we could just, it's fine. But he chooses to do it. And that's dedication. I mean, so you gotta love this guy. Uh, now, this movie is, as I said, a part one. I don't know, like, part two, so technically this is the seventh movie. Part two would technically be the eighth movie in the franchise, which is supposed to come out, uh, I think, June of. 2024 so not it's not that far away uh now this movie's pretty long it's about two hours 45 43 minutes or so but i gotta say it goes by pretty fast now like listen as i said with this movie it's kind of it's over the top same way fast and furious is it's kind of got some goofy stuff but it's a little bit more believable as i said than than those movies uh I dare I say a little bit grounded in reality. There's actually sometimes a story. The story, it's simple. You know, there's the, 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 the MacGuffin of, you know, there's this key and people want it. And that's what everybody's going after. And then there's some returning characters. There's some newer characters. And if you've seen a Mission Impossible film, you know how these movies are, right? You know, they, you know there's going to be rubber masks worn. <laughs> I mean... My my wife has never seen a Mission Impossible movie, so like when she saw the first rubber mask come off, she was kind of like she kind of gave me like a side eye look, like a goofy. But I was like, this is what the movies are. This is you know they're based on the old '60s series, as I said. So there is some goofy stuff in there, but it's kind of become the thing, right? The wild stunt from Tom Cruise, as well as multiple people wearing rubber masks. But it's actually the actor playing them. It, it is what it is. But you you know you know what you're getting with, with a Mission Impossible movie. I enjoyed this movie. I'm not going to talk about like spoilers and stuff like that because there's an intricate plot and this and that. I'm not going to talk about that. I'll just talk about uh, you know the 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 basic surface information of this movie. Um, it's good. I like it. It. I got to say though, for two hours and forty three minutes, whatever it was, it goes by freaking fast. It go like the pacing because it is, you know, a fast-paced action movie. It goes by fast. It doesn't even feel like the two hours and forty-three minutes it is. My only gripe, which was with my AMC theaters, is about I want to say thirty-five minutes in, the movie stopped. 
for whatever reason, the movie stopped, and then they had, you know, it took about 20 minutes for them to start it up again, and then they had to find the scene it was at, and then they, even with that, they played it a little bit earlier than it had stopped, so I kind of had to watch the same scene over, but even with that, the movie fell fast. I think I saw... I saw a 5.45 showing, so the movie probably didn't start till like 6.10, 6.15 after credits. I didn't get out of there till like 10 o'clock or so. But that was like also because they had that, that hold up with the scene. But yeah, this movie does not feel its length. Uh, action-packed really does a good job too of like getting some of that, like the story beat information out of the way in a, you know, in a, in a slick way that moves the plot along where they don't stop and have to explain everything it's kind of throughout the action they're explaining stuff that is that needs the the stuff that needs to be said right the cast tom cruise as i said great i mean just guys come on the guy's what is he 60 is he 60 yet i don't even know what he is but he's fucking running around he's doing his thing he's charismatic as i said gotta love tom cruise right uh Haley atwell who you know from Captain America, is, what is her name, Peggy Carter, whatever the hell her name is. She's good. She's great in this. I think she's a good addition. She's has some funny scenes. She's kind of the outsider that comes along. I liked her. And they, without being, you know, giving spoilers or anything like that, they kind of established that she's obviously going to be part of the crew next time. So, like, I like her. She's a good addition. Returning additions, Ving Rhames. Always fun. I don't know. I don't see Ving Rhames in anything else but the Mission Impossible movies. But he's good. You know, Marcellus Wallace himself. Simon Pegg's in there again uh, doing his comic relief. But a, a good addition to this group as always. Rebecca Ferguson returns. You get Vanessa Kirby in here. Uh, you get Isai Morales. Is that how you pronounce his name? As Gabriel. Who plays kind of like a villain. And... He's a guy who popped up in Ozark. I didn't even fucking realize. Because I'm always like, I know him mostly from Ozark. And then I was just scrolling down his IMDP page. And I was like, what else is he in? And he's the brother in La Bamba. Which I don't even know how. He looks like a completely different human being. from You know, in that movie, he's got like a mustache and stuff like that. Any La Bamba fans listening? Come on, La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. Great fucking movie, right? Richie! at the end when he screams I didn't realize it was him holy shit my mind is blown I'm still recovering from that revelation but he was good uh, a great villain obviously if you've seen him in you know Ozark he's good at that too then you get Pom Clementif I don't know how the hell to pronounce her name forgive me but she plays Mantis in Guardians of the Galaxy you know her she's in here uh, you get returning uh, to the franchise Henry Zerny who goes, you know, all the way back to the first one, and he's in this movie, he's doing his thing, right? It's fun to see him. Uh, but overall, yeah, Shea Wiggum's in this movie, you know, well, one of the characters that's kind of chasing around, Ethan Hunt. And yeah, it's fast-paced, man. The action is great. Uh, there's some funny things. I mean, I hate to keep bringing up Fast and the Furious, but, like, coincidentally, this movie at one point takes place in Rome, and... The last Fast and the Furious just had a big action set piece in Rome. So, like, you couldn't help but think about that film as you watched it. It's the scene when the big ball's going down, chasing Dominic Toretto, and he's going down the steps. Uh, there's some similar, you know, settings. But, as I said, Mission Impossible, as much as the action goes over the top, sometimes it's it's more grounded in reality. I think it's a 
a better uh, fleshed out scene. It's not as cartoonish and stuff like that. But yeah, I really I enjoyed this movie a lot. I look forward to seeing the conclusion. It does end as as the title would give you the idea. It does kind of end on a cliffhanger where there's a lot left to uh, be said with the storyline. It doesn't. There there's some crazy action, like especially the, the train sequence is nuts. Uh, obviously a lot of it was CGI, uh, you could tell from it, but it is nuts, it's a, a little bit over the top, it's actually the most Fast and the Furious-esque thing about this film, is the is the, is the train sequence, because it gets a little wild, but you accept it, you like it, it's good, you know, it's like I said, rubber faces getting ripped off, Tom Cruise doing crazy actions, He's, I don't know why he does this, and if you look up the scene I'm talking about where he drives a motorcycle off like a mountain. The only real difference was it wasn't actually a mountain, but he really drove like a motorcycle off like a big ramp and parachuted out. But it's nuts. These movies are fucking crazy. I don't know why he does it. Even for Top Gun, um, with with them all being actually like in cockpits or real pilots and stuff like that. Is it necessary? Probably not. Uh, but yeah, good movie. I recommend it. I recommend it. I saw it in Dolby. Uh, I wanted to see it in IMAX, but the IMAX wasn't playing till a little bit later because I think it is shot with IMAX cameras. I could be wrong on that. I don't know if it uses the correct aspect ratio and shit like that, but maybe I'll see it again. It's it's definitely listen, especially your you know seven movies in this franchise. These movies have no business being this good. They've become like so much better over the years and it's like i feel like it's it's a really good theater experience especially to see it on the big screen see it in like a the best format you can see it in i mean i went to dolby and i was like i was on a fucking ride i mean the chairs were shaking and stuff like that with the audio and the the, the screen was fucking exploding in my face it was my brain was melting as this movie i actually felt like i was back at disney world because I felt like I was on a roller coaster or something, but how loud uh, the, the 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 sounds were and how it was shaking my chair. I don't I don't get it, but it's not something that you should just see on your TV screen. I would say go out. These are the movies uh, that you go see in a theater, right? And this is like Tom Cruise has become like a big advocate of that lately, especially with you know post COVID and Top Gun Maverick and stuff like that. Go to your theater. This is a perfect example of a movie you go see. Um, in theaters, you have to, you know, not, not everything's a necessity, I get it, but movies with Tom Cruise in it, obviously we got Oppenheimer coming out, directed by Christopher Nolan, he's another big, like, movie theater advocate, this is the reason movie theaters exist, and for people who aren't, uh, as big a movie fans, they may not see that, and they may not understand, that's why we love going to the movies, that's why I love going to the movies, that's why people like me, uh, listeners, like yourselves, like going to the movies, they get the theater experience, I can't wait to see Oppenheimer, uh, you know, that atomic bomb explode on the screen, <laughs> and all the horror that it's probably gonna induce, but it's gonna be nuts seeing it on an IMAX screen, but that's why we go, but that's it, that's Mission Impossible, I highly recommend it, uh, really, like, as I said, Tom Cruise, one of the last remaining, like, classic movie stars out there, he's, he's a dying breed, and he's doing it. He had, you know, he had some hiccups over his career, and like I said, in the early 2000s, he kind of, you know, stumbled a little bit, but he came back, 
he's really I don't I mean is the Mission Impossible franchise ending after the these two I don't know uh will it be kind of as I said like Haley Atwell joined the cast will they have like a new cast will they go in a different direction I could see them doing something like that maybe Tom Cruise sticking on as like a producer or something like that because you also can't do these forever I mean like anything you gotta you gotta go out on top the best thing to do at least is to go out on top uh you don't want to stick around and then they just become so repetitive and nobody cares anymore and they become stale so we'll we'll see what happens with the franchise uh but yeah that's pretty much it if this is the first time you listen to the podcast welcome this is the movie thoughts podcast a little bit of a shorter episode today this is how we do it sometimes they're long sometimes they're short uh i do want to check out Insidious, the newest Insidious. I I don't I didn't even keep up with those fucking movies to be honest though. So I may have to watch like a refresher video or something like that just to catch me up because those are the kind of movies too. They're horror movies. You could kind of get by not seeing all them. You know, you've seen the first one. You seen that? I don't know. It looks like it looks pretty good. I don't know how reviews are. I think Patrick Wilson directed it. I'll check it out at some point. As I said, I was away, so I really didn't get a chance. I probably would have saw Indiana Jones again. If I wasn't away, because <laughs> I'm demented, and you got you to gotta celebrate. I think today is actually Harrison Ford's birthday. I think he's 81 today. So celebrate Harrison Ford's birthday what, by going to see Indiana Jones again, because that's the last time you're going to see Indiana Jones. And I don't care what anybody else says. I like that movie. It didn't, you know, it took me, like, you know, the first viewing, if you listen to my review, the first viewing, I was kind of like, all right, there was stuff I didn't like. After seeing it a second time, uh... I liked it a lot. I liked it a lot, and I enjoy it. There's, you know, not a perfect movie, but I think it's a good farewell to the character. But yeah, Oppenheimer next week, Barbie next week, as people are calling it, Barbieheimer. I just uh, actually, when I came out of Mission Impossible yesterday, because uh, it wasn't there when I went in, there was actually a big Barbie display, like a Barbie box display uh, for a photo op that me and my wife took pictures of. Uh, you could check those out. If you follow me on TikTok, uh, Instagram, and Twitter at Dom Solo Reels, you can see my funny movie stuff and the stupid pictures that I'm talking about. But yeah, that's the podcast. Uh, hope you enjoyed, and we'll be back soon. Have a good one.